You look thinner. Yeah. You've lost, lost a Yeah, lost a lot of it on account of the beard. What? The beard? Oh, the beard. Oh, okay. Should we wait for Bhavan or? I guess we'll jump. Yeah, well, well, he can, he can jump in. Yeah. I guess it's is this episode. What what episode number is? Thirteen. Yep. Fourteen. Sorry, I gotta check because it's been so long. I don't remember what our episode number is. It's it's uh, it is episode number twelve. Mm-hmm. So, like, this is the dozen episode, I guess. Um, for a while. Yep. Our last episode was done in uh, oh wow, June. No, I'm sorry, July was our last episode. This has been like, again, three months. We're, we're moving from like a monthly format to a quarterly format now. Uh, yeah. So it's like, you know, uh, bands that in their heyday, they used to release an album, maybe a couple of years, maybe every year. But, uh, you know, once they get to a certain age, they just, uh, each album becomes an event. It is a special event. <laughs> They are yeah. not, you know, laying eggs over here. Are you saying we're <laughs> as old as um, as Mick Jagger is? No, not even not that old. Like, uh, so I remember uh, which band was it? Uh, yeah, Def Leppard. Mm-hmm. So a journalist asked them that uh, you know uh, your contemporaries, Iron Maiden and Judas Priest, even you know, forty years, fifty years into into their tenure, they're still putting out albums after two or three years. Why do your albums take like six, seven years? And then he he's very smart. Joe Elliott is very smart. He's the vocalist of Def Leppard. He said, you know, Zeppelin wouldn't worry about not putting out an album in 20 years. Yeah. Because when a Zeppelin album comes out, it is a special event. We don't <laughs> need to put out albums every two, three years now. Come yeah. on. <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> Yeah, no, I was asking if you think that we're, we're as old as Mick Jagger, because the only person older than Mick Jagger is God himself, because um, he's so old. Yeah, I mean, How Mick, Mick Jagger is like, yeah, totally, I, I don't know, Mick Jagger, Ozzy Osbourne, yeah, I mean, younger than all of us. <laughs> for the, the, the amount of like drugs and alcohol that these people have consumed, it's, I mean, even without that, they're pretty old. But on top yeah. of like the way they've lived their lives, it's amazing that they are still alive and, and pretty apparently in good shape, um, despite yep. how they've lived. Yeah, it's pretty pretty cool. It says something about the uh, standard of healthcare, probably. I mean, we don't see them on hospital beds, but maybe they do. I think it says something about their individual horoscopes, but um, because there are people in their age in in the in Western countries who are like also walking around with like you know walkers instead of not even canes like walkers because they're and who haven't lived who haven't um, used that many drugs or drunk that much alcohol or whatever or smoked that many cigarettes. But so I think it really is more about sort of just their individual London probably more than anything else. Yeah, sure. And uh, perhaps uh, it's the freedom that they've lived their lives exactly how they wanted to without uh, having to fit into any kind of social norm. And to think how much of a de-stressor that would be, I mean, mentally, physically, you mean you abuse your body and, you know, you perform every night or whatnot. And put drugs and other substances into your body, but just the fact that you have lived your life, like maybe 40 good years straight as you wanted. That what if is they a actually mental de-stressor. I feel. What if they actually wanted to be priests and they're just doing this? <laughs> because now people expect them to do this. 
<laughs> well, possible. I mean, yeah. That would be that would be right. me, uh, <laughs> I don't remember if you will recall uh, Carlito's way we had watched at your place. Yeah, I think we did watch it. Yeah. Yeah, so Carlito comes out of jail. He does not rat on any of his previous, you know, mob buddies. Uh, right. Not not mob. I guess the uh, Colombian mob or something. Uh, anyway, so this uh, this guy uh, he used to run heroin with, and then he gets big while Carlito is on the inside. Right. And he sits him down, and he asks him, uh, Carlito, you didn't once say my name while you were inside. And now I, I I've become rich. Maybe you think uh, I owe you something. And he said, "No, I'm out. I'm clean. I'm I'm going to retire." Yeah. And then the 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 other guy says, "Joke. I mean, jabs. Uh, just a friendly jab." He says, "Oh, Carlito got religion, huh? You're studying to become a priest." I said, "Yes, <laughs> totally. <laughs> something like that." <laughs> but when uh, I Fact, he actually he he was actually refunded. You know, wanted to rent out cars and whatnot. Yeah. So yeah, possible. <laughs> yeah, except I'm sure that's doing that kind of a job is a lot harder when you've um, come by easy money before. I mean, that's a reason for recidivism. Apparently, is that it's just crime is just so much easier to make big bucks in than than the legitimate job, which requires you to work maybe eight to sixteen hours a day. Um, especially if you run your own business, you're not doing just eight hours. You're closer to sixteen or even eighteen hours a day. Um, whereas, like being a criminal, I mean, you just got to shoot one person, and there you go. <laughs> you've got yeah. money. Shoot the right guy, and you've got money for like the you've got your uh, monthly salary right there. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I uh, remember. Um, a scene from a bronx tale another yeah. movie which we watched together so uh, the this is this young uh, italian kid uh, he looks up to the you know gangster in the area he stands on his corner and runs his business from there yeah. and uh, he's pretty enamored by this guy and his father tries to like sort of win him back he says see that's easy i i drive a city bus or uh, around all day like seven days a week Do yeah. you know that he, your dad is the tough guy. The gangster is not the tough guy. Like, leave all yeah. of your activities behind. Leave. Don't do anything that you like. Do your job straight for seven days. That is the tough guy. No, totally. Yeah. Uh, I mean, as a working person, I can definitely agree with that. Getting up and going yeah. to work in the morning is the hardest thing. Uh, yeah, takes a lot of a uh, lot of effort. Especially if you like enjoy where you live, uh, it's 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 hard to like get out of bed and leave home. I don't want to. I mean, this is so comfortable. I just I don't want to go from here. Um, yeah. <laughs> speaking of which, well, what is what's going on with you? Did you move into your new house? Nope. Uh, so uh, we're in a bit of a limbo. Um, uh- I am. I have yet to be able to figure out a way to go forward. Actually, so it's not like no developments have been made. I've checked out a few vendors, but the the way this uh, these guys work is that uh, they take fifty percent payment before sending your design into production. And once production is done, before installation, they take the other fifty percent. that means you have already paid 100% and not even seen even a screw or a drawer of what you have commissioned and uh, i just immediately all sorts of uh, bells started ringing like this is not uh, but apparently i checked out i checked out two or three vendors and it's it's like an industry standard they don't sign any contract they only give you like a time bound guarantee like 45 day installation guarantee and if they don't deliver by that uh, deadline then they pay you rent i said okay i have complete faith in you you will deliver within 45 days but what if you you know deliver junk there is yeah. no protection for me because i have already paid 100% yeah. your liability becomes zero 
right? Yeah. And, uh, so forth, so on and so forth. And uh, these bills are huge, right? They're in lakhs of rupees. It's not a not. You're a talking about the risk. furniture, right? Furniture and uh, you know just fixed and movable furniture. So wardrobes and modular kitchens, they they take up uh, a chunk of the cost. Right. the material costs and everything so it's a few lakhs of rupees so it's not a, it's not like i'm risking 1000 rupees on amazon on a couple of books or something like that it's lakhs of rupees you might be better off just getting like an independent carpenter and buying the materials that you want them yeah. to and then just do that cuz i i mean i've yep. worked with That's those guys they're slow they're not very efficient but they do a good job and they I mean, you can see them actually making thing in front of you. Yeah, so. that's true. That's the plan. Okay. Yeah. So you're you're waiting for all of that to get resolved now to, uh, to move into the new house. Yes. So um, we'll probably just move in and get work done while we are um, while while we are there. It'll be slower, uh, but uh, at least we'll have the satisfaction of you know actually going there because uh, it's been uh, been too long that's true i can imagine it's been like what like 6 months now since you bought yeah roughly it's a long time speaking of uh, this looks like a new place this is this is the new yes. place yes i moved into a new apartment i once we finish recording i'll show you show the uh, place around because obviously the uh, listeners of the podcast won't see any of this anyway so um it's a yeah i'm living alone now uh, it's a uh, what well what we call in india a one room kitchen uh it's got a bathroom a kitchen and then one big room which is both the living room and the bedroom um and yeah it's pretty big actually for one person it's massive um it's i pay 1300 a month which is by toronto standards it's actually a steal given that spaces like this uh, uh, you know apartments like this that are similarly sized similarly uh, shaped would are probably around like at least 15 now because of well just because of people coming here so i managed to get this place in a goldilocks period as it were because um it was before the university had started announcing that they're going to reopen So I signed the lease in June and I moved in in September uh, or end of August right. Um no I'm sorry I signed the lease in June June yeah June I'm sorry yeah I signed the lease in June. I moved in in late August uh with a September start date but they didn't charge me for the extra amount for like the tenant they, they waived that fee uh waived that rent rather. And yeah so I'm uh, I got in like so I was one of the last sort of people where they're like trying to they were begging people to come in to to move in to the apartment uh you know like they were like oh you know we'll give okay. you like one month free rent and we'll you know like we'll throw you like 10 days additional uh, rent whatever the free rent order so uh I mean that's what the situation was like about 2 months ago now it's gone back to what it used to be like before with a vengeance because now all the students are coming back in from wherever and it's the same like and, uh now the rents are again back at like 1700 a month and uh, what's the area like 800 900 square feet uh yeah i believe you know, it's probably closer to maybe one is like 5 or 600 but it's huge It's huge. I mean, I haven't actually measured the, the amount of space in it, but it's big. Um, I've got a full-service kitchen, a full-size bathroom with, you know, like a shower and a bathtub in it and everything else. Um, the room itself is huge. It's, like, pretty big. Actually, I'll show it to you, you know, once we're done recording. I'll just do a little something. But, um, yeah, it's it's pretty nuts. Um, uh and and what's even more important it's very close to well much closer to work than it used to be um it would where i lived before it was one hour by subway and bus now it's 40 minutes by walking or 20 minutes by streetcar and walking 
So it's a lot closer. I do walk to work often. And um, the location itself is like, aside from work, it's actually like pretty central. Um, so, I mean, just Toronto, it, the subway station is called Bloor Young. It's like the center of Toronto, not very far from that. It's like maybe two minutes, three minutes walk from there. Um, pretty, pretty neat. Um, I really enjoy this. I haven't, like, well, like I was saying, as I, because I enjoy living here so much, getting up and going to work in the morning is hard. <laughs> you know, I'm wishing now that, that like work from home would return so that I don't have to leave. <laughs> yeah. Um, whereas before I wasn't very happy. Sorry? Which floor is this on? This is on the fifth floor, um, fifth out of 11. So mm -hmm. the only thing that's kind of really pending and kind of urgent is putting up curtains or blinds behind me. I have this huge window behind me. There's one more big window in the kitchen and there's no curtain on there. And because my bed is also in the same room, I have zero privacy except to, so every time I have to change clothes, I have to run into the bathroom. Um, <laughs> Um, I mean, I don't yeah. mind changing without, but I think other people might. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's good, like you if you have like a full wall, uh, I mean, cut into a window, plenty yeah. of natural light. I mean, whenever yeah. you want, you can close blinds or whatnot. Totally. That's definitely an advantage. On a sunny morning, you could just, you know, stare outside, sip your coffee or whatever. Yeah. No balcony on. Uh, I found places with balconies, similar size and shape, a little, you know, not exactly in this building, but um, it was 1400. So, you know, but the thing is, the electricity is additional to this rent. So the only thing that's covered is water and gas. But cooking is the electric, it's an electric stove. So I have to pay for the electricity that I use for cooking. So I have to, I'm, like, you know, trying to be careful as to how much I turn the lights on or whatever. And, and um, the only time I run the fan is at night when I'm sleeping. And so it's just, I'm, I'm very careful about how I use the, uh, the electricity. But yeah, it's pretty good. 1300 plus hydro, not bad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That reminds me of my uh, great grandfather. So when we first got a fridge, what like, uh, I don't know, 40, 45 years ago, yeah. it was a big old uh, unit uh, from Alwyn Pressed Cold, if you remember wow. those. Yeah. Uh, it had a big, do you remember, uh, do you, uh, those old timey cars had big um, latches, horizontal yep. latches on the door, right? Yeah. Old time cars, <laughs> it, it had a latch of that kind. Gosh. And uh, apparently at that time, it used to consume a lot of power. So at night, uh, he used to turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> so at night, it just became a, like a locker. <laughs> yeah. You just hang your clothes in there. <laughs> I mean, wouldn't like, the milk and whatever else become sour if you leave it off for that long? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I have... But knowing the kind of person he was, he was quite uh, thrifty. And uh, mm. so it's very likely he just, you know, uh, put, put a glass of milk or something during the day, finish it in the evening, empty out the refrigerator and then turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, those old fridges are also the, they're filled with what, like the uh, CFCs that, that caused yeah. I was on there. Um, yeah, but yeah, and I, we had, we had, well, actually, speaking of fridges, my parents just bought a new fridge. They're the, the one they had uh, was 10 years old, and all of a sudden it just stopped working and the train it and get a new, new fridge. But the most exciting thing for my mom was that apparently the new one is uh, consumes a lot less electricity. She's very excited about how much lower her power bills are going to be because of the new fridge. 
but um, she's like, God, it's going to pay for itself in about two years. I'll have, you know, it's going to be a thousand dollar rupees less a month. Mm. But uh, yeah, I mean, here, yeah, the only unfortunate thing about rented apartments in Canada that I've seen is that because the building tends to pay for gas, they put in electric stove. Um, which is like saying, well, okay, we'll give something, we'll give you fuel for free, but you can't actually use it for anything. Um, but the gas is for heating, which is good. I mean, I've lived in apartments where the electric, the heating is also electric. So in the winter, you wear a couple of layers extra mm-hmm. home instead of turning the heat on. <laughs> so it's, it's, right. you know, it's, it's kind of weird, but that's what we do. <laughs> Wear your socks to bed. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it'll start getting pretty cold here as well uh, in a couple of months. It's already started. Like October is here, but it's not as uh, not like entirely here, but it's not as warm as I had expected. Yeah. Oh, today, had a yeah, pretty today's uh, today's standard weather cycle. Yep. Yeah. Well, we, it's going to get cold here too. Today's, it's, um, apparently right now it's 12 degrees. It's pretty, pretty chilly, I guess. Um, or, yeah, it's 11 degrees actually. So, yeah, it's pretty, pretty chilly. Mm-hmm. It's going to get cold. Um, and we've had a very, very hot summer. So it usually bodes a very cold, uh, like, horrible winter. So this year we're going to be covered in snow most. Um, mm-hmm. So this time you can uh, try what Pavan asked you last time and uh, shoot a video of it maybe. Uh, take a glass of water and you know, throw no, it out and snow fall down. I, I looked I looked this up. It needs to be at least minus 40 degrees centigrade. <laughs> okay. Uh, because it has to, you can't, yeah, like that, 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 those videos are shot in Siberia where it gets a lot colder. Ah, so yeah, we can't really do that here, unfortunately. Yeah. Okay. Siberia. So if you can, <laughs> if you can stand outside, you cannot make snow out of thin air. No, I mean the the, the videos also. So the one that my friend um, sent me years ago, they were pouring hot water outside. They were pouring hot water in the from a kettle, like an electric kettle, and as they were pouring it out, it was becoming snow. Um, yeah can't do it here it's just not cold enough not mm-hmm. in Toronto maybe maybe further up north but not definitely not dead um, too humid here too I think for that that kind of thing to happen um, the humidity would offset the, the cold a little bit mm-hmm. yeah because in Siberia it's also apparently very dry cold it's it's um, right like flat and dry and cold so nothing there Sorry? Yeah, because nothing grows, there's nothing to trap the moisture in. I guess so, yeah. It's, it's the steps, right? It's like uh, flat plains that, um, it's like the prairies here. You just stand out there and you're going to get blown down by wind because there's nothing, nothing to stop the wind between where it's coming from and you. But uh, where, where is Pavan, by the way, speaking of him? Does he do? Uh, I, <laughs> I I just think uh, we have to blame notifications on his phone. So, are you now permanently working from home? Is that the deal? Yes, uh, our company has uh, sold off the entire sixth floor. What? In our building. Oh, 
that's, uh, that's one yeah. way of saying, hey, don't come back to work. <laughs> yeah, don't come back. And uh, <laughs> business has not been affected. And, oh, that's good. you know, getting rid of all of that overhead. It's like, uh, it's, there's no, no reason to revert that decision. For the first time, the cleaning lady actually lost her job. Yeah, true. True. I mean, unfortunate, but I'm sure some well, Bombay, someone someone will hire her. I'm sure there there are other places to clean. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, there are some uh, on on one floor we have uh, capacity for like 200, 100, 150 odd, but that is just for uh, I mean just to have a physical presence in the world yeah. and that's about it so uh, there, there are two offices uh, sorry is there one person answering a phone in that in that space pretty much pretty much one person uh, off from each department who will you know just be there handle the you know housekeeping and administration or whatnot cleaning staff coming and going and that's about it and any phone calls we receive on a landline uh, although i i haven't heard <laughs> that happening so much but uh, yeah so there are two offices now one on the east side one on the west side the west side office i don't know what it does now but that is like the og um, <laughs> original it's it's been with us the longest so i guess there is some sentimental value over there um, See the records and then there's the one the bigger one on the east side they have uh, Uh, so, sorry, we had one and a half floor, so one is gone. We just have a half floor now. Sorry, you were saying. No, I was saying it's probably where they keep the records now because they, um, I mean, yeah. they gave me the physical office to put all the paper files. In. Yes. Uh, by law, I think you're supposed to have backup paper copies of all of this stuff and not just. Like, yeah, three years or something like that. Yeah. It's probably yeah. just become a big archive. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's just funny that they sold sold off the entire freaking office. It was just like, okay, well, hey, if you were thinking of coming back to work, don't. <laughs> yeah. Toodaloo. Yeah. <laughs> well, you you were um very like anti work from home before, right? I mean, you were not a fan of, of being told like, hey, you'll have to probably work from home for the rest of the time here. But what changed yeah. for you then? I mean, other than being forced? Uh, I, I've had a... Uh, it was just, I guess, um, uh, like a small manifestation of a bigger issue. Mm-hmm. And which I've been able to resolve with a few months of therapy now. So much more <clears throat> better adjusted with the environment and the surroundings. So I'm not as resistant to change as I was uh, maybe last time we spoke. Okay. I guess the therapy started after that. So after that last episode we did. And uh, yeah, better adjusted. You know, tried a few. Uh, therapy gives you a few tools, right? So, yeah. and some, you know, pranayama and whatnot. We already have a, a ton of ancient wisdom, just you know, waiting to be discovered. So, yeah, I'm doing a lot of reading and a lot of introspection these days. So, yeah, it was just a small. Uh, it's it was uh, a spark of a bigger fire that was raging underneath somewhere. Mm-hmm. And bit by bit, that fire is being put out now. Okay, yep. Yeah, subterranean fires are harder to put out than uh, surface level ones. True. Hard to tell where the oxygen is coming from. I mean, I'm, I'm not being facetious. I mean, that, I'm just going, I'm going along with your metaphor. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm glad that that's working out for you. Because it's yep. uh, hard to find a good therapist, too, sometimes. True. That's true. Yeah. Um, good though. I mean, so you're, you're now, I mean, yeah, for me, like I hated working home before because I felt super isolated, but I also wasn't really happy in the place I was living, but now that I'm really enjoying my house, 
I don't want to leave. <laughs> and like, I'm just like, I don't want to. Yeah. It's a weekend. I don't want to go anywhere. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, just, I just, I um, yeah, sorry. Yeah. So that, that house that you live in, it, it should become a home. And for that house to become a home, you should, your mind should be a good home for yourself first. <laughs> Only then you can turn your external surroundings into a home. That's, That's what I've realized. <laughs> so once there is acceptance, you know, your self-discovery, all of those things, it, it's a difficult process. But on the, other, on the other end, looking back, it's totally worth it. And once you clean on the inside, you start cleaning up the outside. Some people approach it the other way. They start cleaning the surroundings and then, you know, hope that it carries over inside. Anyway. Yeah. That's that's has started happening. I think it's I think it's um I mean I kind of do whenever I have that happening both at the same time. Like I have the inside and the outside. They're super connected. I mean, they're connected by space and time and you know, just the fact that they come together, right? It's um you can't uh think of yourself as not a body. Like it's to think of yourself only as a mind because the body is part of the, the body is the is the way that you experience that mind true um, so it's it's you know it's very nice to sort of abstract oneself sometimes but in that doesn't really reflect reality so it's important to to acknowledge that you have a body as well and that, and that whatever it experiences from that the outside also matters um, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is why I'm on a very comfortable plastic Adirondack chair. I want to get up and go. In. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can see that right from the start. You've nicely, uh, you know, laid back. <laughs> it is, yeah, it's super, super comfortable. Well, I, I, I don't know if you remember the um, brown chair that I had. Uh, well, actually, I think I bought it in Pune. I, I do. It. Oh, that's right. I did, actually. Yeah. This actually reminded me of that chair. This yeah, it's the same design. The only thing that was different is that that had a headrest as well. Yeah. That was a Neil Kamal uh, uh, chair. This is some local Canadian brand, I guess. But yeah, this is more of the traditional design. Blue, blue Lotus, maybe. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> this is the um, more traditional design of the Adirondack chair with having these little, like, you know, because this is usually made in wood. And these are planks that come up. And that are attached to a crossbar in the back. But um, yeah, the, the this 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 chair is so comfortable, and it's usually a lawn chair. You see them in parks and stuff too, um, especially where it's facing the lake, and you've got a view, and you just kind of sit back and watch the view. But and with extra long armrests, right? So you can just yeah, uh, yeah, more or less, yeah. Because when you're sitting back, your arms go back as well. So then your whole mostly most of your arms. You, my parents love that chair so much. The one that I had in Pune so much that they got another one. They have two of those chairs now in, in their um, living room. And they face each other and it's uh, very nice. Um, apparently everyone who comes to our house like kind of tries to jostle themselves into the, into those chairs because uh, they're just like, where did you get this thing? This is so great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a revelation. It is. It's, it's so comfortable. It forces you to, well, it forces you to sit back, actually. Harder to sit up. It's easier to just, like, you know, lie back and... <sighs> anyway. The, um, what else is there? So, we're, I think we're, we're, we're at 35 now. Um, I think 40 is the limit on the first video. We can come back and... Uh, actually, no. If it's just a two-user call, there's no limit. Oh, that's right. Okay. Um, I can still, pause. I mean, it's a good place to stop. We could you know, yeah. just into that rhythm. I can pause the recording here and then we can give Pavan a call and ask him to where the fuck he is. So. Sure. Yeah, that <laughs> works. All right. I'm going to pause the recording now. Okay. Yeah. So we tried Pavan. Um, uh, rather, welcome back. We tried Pavan. Uh, we're unable to reach him, and I guess that's that. Um, 
I was going to save the discussion of the Canadian election. Uh, yeah, we could talk about it, but yeah, no problem. Um, by the way, I got, speaking yeah. of phones, I got a phone. I think I, did I send you the picture of it? The landline or the house phone that I got? No, uh, no, oh. you haven't. Oh, yeah, yeah you did. You yeah. did, you did. Okay, you did, yeah. yes. The desk phone, yeah. yeah. So um, it, it's, uh, yeah, I got it on Amazon and works wonderfully. Uh, <laughs> the... <laughs> The phone is, is uh, but the, the thing about it is I've got a calling a feature that I got added onto it, which I can, with which I can call, I can call India actually on this phone number. Um, I have 500 minutes per month right? yeah, and I call my mother off on that. But theoretically I can call you guys as well on the phone. Yeah, that's true. So uh, does it, uh, uh... Sorry, I just forgot what I was going to ask. Go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I just forgot what I was going to ask. Oh, it was okay. something about uh, the phone. Oh, yes. So uh, we've gotten used to uh, doing text messages more, right? Yeah. yeah. Instead of phone calls. And uh, we are used to seeing upfront who is calling us. Right. Now, going back to you know the mystery of... Mm-hmm. Having, just having the phone ring randomly and so yeah. perhaps getting a bit scared by the sound of it <laughs> because if it has a traditional ring that tinging you know the actual bell ringing right and uh, how how do you uh, how do you approach it because the sound of a phone ringing is making me nervous these days because it's become <laughs> much rarer now and but, but there's some kind of consolation in saying okay i it might need to deprioritize this call because I'm doing, doing something more important right now. But that is not yeah. the case with your landline. You have, you pick it up. I mean, you can choose yeah. to ignore the ringing, but once you, before you pick it up, you don't know who it is. No, that's true. It, it is. Um, I mean, I've only had caught one call on it so far. Um, and I recorded the sound of it, by the way, just so that you can hear that for you. Mm-hmm. So, um, it, it's not unnerving to me at all. I find it, I find it, I don't know, did you hear the sound of it? Yeah, yeah, I did. Okay. Um, I, it's not that I find it unnerving. I find that it's, um, it's actually pleasantly surprising. Um, and I don't mind, I, I don't like, I mean, it's nice that I don't, I can't filter the calls. Like I just pick up and it's like a little, little, little pleasant, well, pleasant or, and or unpleasant surprise. Um, each time I pick up the phone, which is nice. Um, I, you know, I don't have to, well, it actually takes the decision out of my head, right? I, I have to, I have no choice. I have to pick up the phone when it rings. Um, it, it's actually less interesting in some ways because it doesn't, uh, doesn't make it incumbent on me. It's not like anyone can say, well, you knew who was calling. Why the hell did you pick up the phone? I didn't know who was <laughs> calling. I picked up the phone because it rang. Uh, so I mean I can, I can get a I could probably get a separate little caller ID box to fit into it but I don't want to do that. I, I think uh, I mean and I don't need a separate answering machine box either because it's got voicemail on it but um, it's nice because like if someone doesn't leave their phone number and say call me back and here's the number I don't know what number to call them back on so um, it's nice it's, it's good I like it I like the, um, I, I think it produces less anxiety for me than, than um, because I, I think, I think fundamentally I'm a bit of a fatalist anyway. Uh, so, you know, I think it, it makes me feel like, well, whatever happens, happens. It's not my fault. It's going to happen. It was meant to happen anyway. And someone, someone called yeah. me. It's not my fault. I didn't choose to pick up. I, just, I had no choice but to pick up. So I, I feel like it, it, it's nice in that way. But, um, uh, and, and I think the other thing I really like about it is that it forces me to actually focus on the conversation because I can't just like walk around with it or get distracted by, okay, well, I'm going to put you on speaker and then look at like the internet on my phone. Right? There's no, right. whoever is calling. Um, and I also like that I can leave it at home essentially, right? I don't have to take it with me everywhere and i'm not available when i'm not at home um, that's true that's true 
so yeah it it works i mean if you missed me you missed me yeah i mean i was telling my friend uh, yesterday that uh, i want to report that george costanza greeting believe it or not she is in at home please leave me a message <laughs> at the beep i must be out or i'd pick up the phone where could i be believe it or not i'm not home so i mean <laughs> <laughs> that's wonderful you should totally do I that i want to do that <laughs> i want i want to i can find the, uh, the the background music for it uh, on its own I'll, i'll definitely like if i could do a little karaoke of that now Um, excellent yeah <laughs> uh but yeah it's 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 nice it's uh it's nice to be able to um to to leave it at home but the thing about this particular line is that i can actually take it with so the way this works is it's not actually a copper wired regular landline like the old days it's uh uh they call it a home phone rather than a landline So what it is essentially is, is a SIM card that plugs into a receiver, a sender receiver box, and that thing gets plugged into the actual phone. Oh, okay. So it's got like an antenna on it. So it doesn't use the internet. It uses a 3G or 4G or whatever uh, line. Uh, it uses the 4G connection, you know, network um, to work like a cell phone. So I can actually bring that box with me and the phone with me wherever I go. I can take it to the park and sit there with the phone. And if it rings, I can say, you know, Shree's phone rather than saying Shree's house or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. So it, it, apart from uh, a cord going out to the wall for power, there's no other wires. And right. uh, it has a battery that if you can carry it out, it, it means it has a rechargeable battery. yes and and it's that's why it's good for um when it go if there's a power outage also it's not a problem yeah yeah true so it's essentially it's a, a mobile phone masquerading as a as an old time e phone yeah yeah but the neat thing about this so i have um, i bought a an old time e rotary phone a couple of years ago mm. um you know i figured i would eventually get a i thought i could get a copper line to figure out okay, well let's see what happens i never got the copper line but i thought okay i was like well this is definitely not going to work on this line so i plugged it in it actually does work you can get receiving calls unfortunately what you can't mm-hmm. do is you can't dial out because you need a pulse phone dialer or um and that that's like a lot of money those little boxes but without that i can't dial out but i can definitely get incoming calls i picked it up and hmm. even rings i mean i thought because because those phones are the wiring in it requires a lot more electricity for the the ring ringer to actually get activated i thought it wouldn't work but it this works has enough power to um to ring one of those phones mm-hmm. um, yeah it's pretty cool it was you know it was a childhood dream of mine to have a box phone in the house like mm-hmm. you, do you remember the public uh, phones that uh, used yeah. to be Uh, made into little you know little kiosks or what not and used to pick up uh, the phone and it had a little dirty gray uh, paint on it yeah and uh, it had a rotary dial and everything so i used to tell my dad okay why don't why do we have this desk phone we should have this wall phone people should think yeah. like they're making a call somewhere and it, should, it feels important this desk phone is like you can i don't know you can drag it anywhere you want you can get a wall phone you can get a wall phone that's not a pay phone i mean you don't have to use a there's like non coin operated uh, wall phones yeah people usually put those up in the well they used to put those up in their kitchens um because it was a kitchen phone you would stand and talk well yeah but it was still like a, a compact device i'm talking about the large the box you're talking about the ones that's like wall. drilled into the concrete kind of yes so i remember my local telephone exchange sometimes i used to go to pay the bill and i mean imagine going to the telephone exchange yep. to pay your phone <laughs> it was drilled into the wall and it had a little you know bit mini roof on top yeah. to protect it from the rain and everything yeah, yeah. it was <laughs> wonderful yeah i mean there someone put up a, 
a rotary dial phone um, somewhere in Toronto. So it's along Bloor Street. Uh, you can call in. So it accepts incoming calls only. And it um, it's like a project, you know, like if it's ringing as you're passing by it, you're encouraged to pick up and say hello because it could be anybody from anywhere. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. There's it. like, I'll find the video for it and send it to you and I'll link it in the um, show notes as well. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, there's a news story about it a few years ago. I'm not, I think it's still operational. So I tried calling a number recently and it did, it did ring, but no one picked up. So unfortunately, I guess people are not as adventurous now as they were. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Well, it could be a nice idea for a Sunday morning. You just you grab a coffee, go sit on the bench uh, next to the phone and keep answering the calls whenever they come in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it would be fun if you picked up and you said, it's, is this a, this, yes, this is the Ganesh Super Express laundry. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> or um yeah i mean i can call it and be like yes chinese restaurant <laughs> star fishery nahi star garage hai machli mast tel mein maine fry karke kha liya Yeah, in case uh, people are wondering that those are lines from Hera Ferry, a movie we have referenced yeah. in one of our earlier episodes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wrong number thinking it's, yeah. I mean, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Like telephone books are, are fun that way. I mean, the idea of like a telephone book is weird, but I actually have a little telephone book for myself because I need one now. So I've got a little telephone book. Um, which nice. I, I mean, this is outdated. Like most of the information on this is pretty old, um, and it's yeah. Old, but uh, yeah, I'll start filling it in and start calling people from from this phone call. Mm-hmm. Um, the other topic was yeah, I mentioned the Canadian election. I don't know if you want to talk about it, but um, sure, I can. I can listen. I mean, I don't know much about the local politics. Only well, you know, it's not that stories. exciting. But yeah, you can. It's not that exciting. I think. Okay. I mean, I, again, Pavan would have been much more excited by something like this. I think than uh, you or I would be. Hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, there's an election tomorrow. I guess we'll see what happens, and um, we'll see if. Uh, so this well, is like uh, equivalent to the general elections in India, like Lok Sabha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's the election where Modi wins. Basically, it's the same yeah. idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the question of anybody else winning is is kind of silly at this point, but um yeah, it's absurd. Doesn't exist. Uh <laughs> it's a DNA uh does not exist. Yeah. <laughs> so last time, last time we uh in one of our uh, i don't know if it's it was on on our podcast or not but we were talking about uh, uh people uh, acknowledging that they are li- living on native land and naming the local ah, tribes yes. and so is is that uh, so we never really got into it so it is like binding on people to do this like by law I, I don't know to be honest. I, I think it's um, I've seen it done many many times. Public institutions. I don't know if it's it's a legal thing or if it's like a just a cultural thing that, that came up as part of the regulation. But I really don't know. Actually, I've never actually looked. Um, hmm, that's that's a good question. If any of our listeners know the answer, please write to uh, <laughs> just gmail.com and we'll put the information there. Um, nice. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I, I uh, had sent you a screenshot. Like I was attending a webinar yeah. of one of, uh, I think it was the University of British Columbia. And uh, 
so it was a editing related webinar and right. uh, yeah. many of because the attendees then... were indian yeah yeah and, and each of them was typing out these long strings of uh, uh, just tribe names and uh, place uh, like locations and all of that yeah and we spent a good like 7 minutes doing this before we started uh, with anything yeah so it's really popular i guess i i think it is and i think it's yeah it's, it's um i mean we we do something <laughs> um i mean you've heard of the abhivade right you know the the formulation that you know i i mean no. uh, and maybe maybe uh people brahmins and maharashtra don't do this but it's a thing it's like a formulation of like firing yourself to be so and so and uh you go with your you go try your pravara and all this stuff so it, it's kind of similar in that way ah okay so yeah i mean i'll again we'll we'll talk about that offline it's it's a long subject and we're getting to yeah. that yeah um huh. are you doing anything interesting outside of outside of work these days uh yes i have ordered a bunch of books uh, might have mentioned it to you so this is one of those i might have posted screenshots on our group also yeah you did yeah so this is uh, yeah unbreaking india and i have um couple of books on savarkar also but i think i'll buy them from the local uh, you know local apavarman chowk of course because ah, you of know course. having a book on savarkar order from amazon didn't feel right to me so <laughs> i'll go to an actual bookshop and get it from there yeah and i have ordered uh, rajiv malhotra <laughs> and uh, rajiv malhotra's uh, sanskrit non translatables Oh okay and he talks about the the need to sanskritize english because mm. really i mean examples is like um, shraddha is not faith and uh, atma is not soul you know things like that he uh, he has written it with with a uh, with a guy i don't remember he's uh, he's from some uh, um, some some uh, institution like iskon it's uh, i don't remember its name right now but he is a scholar in that regard and he has scored it on it with uh, rajiv malhotra okay. that seems interesting and they have a series of videos on youtube also addressing these same terms okay got it interesting yeah. plus cool. plus uh, i don't know if you uh, know this guy um this comic strip do you know heart and brain no i yeah. i don't know Oh, look it up it's amazing so it's okay. written by uh, oh wait a second i've seen i've seen screenshots of this thing yeah yeah so it's written by a guy called the awkward yeti <laughs> and this is uh, his own characterization of himself so he sometimes appears along with the heart and brain it's awesome like i have uh, there are three volumes of you know full page comics right. like these wow. wonderful pretty cool Yep. Booking it up, I see. Yeah. Booking it up, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've been, I've, I've just had no time uh, to read. I mean, I, the one thing I miss about a long commute is that that was my reading time. And I, this year I read 11 books. I'm planning on reading eight, but do you know, I guess you're, you're on Goodreads? Goodreads, uh, I'm not on it, but I do refer it. So Goodreads, I'm I have an account. They have this thing called the the you know book challenge or whatever, and um, uh, like you know the year's reading challenge. It's a reading challenge. So I set my goal as eight books, and I managed to read eleven this year. So, wow, nice. Yeah, I mean it was mostly the commute time. Right? I mean just sitting on the subway, and I was just mostly pretty much all novels actually. Um, my reading tastes of in, in in the previous years has become more and more fiction rather than non-fiction um mm. i just find the narrative uh texts are easier to read and and sort of they give me as much or more in terms of uh you know food for thought um than non-fiction so yeah i've been reading a lot of novels um 
trying to read another one. I just got like sidetracked because I don't have like full hours commute anymore. So I'm not, not able to pick it up otherwise. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it was good. Um, I haven't been reading books other than that though. Hmm. Yeah. I guess. Um, okay. Do you, do you get out of the chair at all? I can. Why? It seems like you fused with it. I really can't. <laughs> I can't walk with it. I can. I can fall asleep in in this chair right now. For like, it would be very easy for yeah. me to just like close my eyes and I would just be asleep in about two seconds. And I woke up not not like half or not an hour ago. So um, mm-hmm. it's so comfortable. Like it's unfortunately too comfortable sometimes because I can't really. I can't work in this. It's it's just yeah. It's too relaxing. <laughs> <laughs> I still need to get a desk chair. Um, I, you know, I've, uh, I threw my like the wooden chair that I had out for. Need a proper desk chair for for this desk. Um, yeah, I guess we can we can stop the podcast at this point, and or we can finish the episode up here, uh, and then I can show sure. you the house. Uh, I guess. Uh, do you have any parting messages for our listeners? Uh, no, no messages. I'm, I'm still learning myself. I have a lot to learn. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just uh, don't lose sight of yourself. Look in the mirror every now and then. Yeah. 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 Make sure you comb your hair before you head outside. Yeah. Like. Yeah. But at, with COVID, Edhead <laughs> isn't fashionable anymore. It's sloppy now. Uh, so, <laughs> but anyway, I'm, oh, just, yeah. I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, uh, I don't have any messages either, honestly. Like, my message is, I don't know, listen to the podcast, send us a freaking message because, um, like, we haven't gotten a single message from our listeners uh, to date. <laughs> <laughs> As I've said before, we don't mind hate messages either. We love them as much as we like. Uh, so if you really hate us, please let us know. Um, yeah, we'll yeah we'll we'll print it and put it in a very safe place. <laughs> <laughs> or we could put it on a wall. I'll, I'll put, we'll put it in a safe place. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, anyway, uh, no Pavan this week, I guess, and uh, yeah, uh, today is uh, Sunday. Oh, we're doing a Sunday episode, so Sunday, uh, September, September 19th. Uh, yeah, I guess we'll see you in the next season. <laughs> I mean, not the next season of our podcast, but the next season of the year, because we've been doing this like every three months now. Yeah, or sooner, I mean, who knows? Yeah. I've been trying to get uh, other guests to come on, but honestly, it's just it's uh, it's hard to get people coordinated. Um, yeah. And I'm also too lazy to keep like pestering them to come on to the podcast. But really, like if a random listener wants to come on the podcast, I think I'd go. Sure. <laughs> as that long as they're great. not jerks. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I said that'd be great. Yeah, if they're jerks, I'll just. Uh, I'll just mute their entire speech. But no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that's the end of the podcast. For listening. Yep. Have uh, a good week. Yeah. Have a good week. Have a good month. Have a good couple months. I guess we'll see you uh, around Christmas time. Sure. Okay. Bye. Bye.